Welcome to the HSCT Warriors Podcast, bringing voice to the journeys of HSCT warriors worldwide. I'm Dr. Jen Stansberry Koenig, or Zen Jen, moderator of meaningful conversations and convener of community. Whether you are or know someone who is battling multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, type 1 diabetes, scleroderma, lupus, or any of the 24 autoimmune diseases that HSCT can halt, or are simply inspired by transformational journeys, you are in the right place. As we continue to grow the HSCT warrior community, illuminate the invisibilities of autoimmune disease, Recognize the possibilities of a future free from disease progression. Connect through our shared experiences and advocate for an inclusive society. We are glad you've joined us. Hi, Jen. This is just so wonderful to be able to talk with you. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. Thank you for being a part of this and agreeing to be part of the conversation. Thank you for the invitation. Today I'm speaking with Allison Coates of the AIMS organization, and I'd love to hear more about how you came to get involved with initiating the world's first nonprofit organization to support and fund individual efforts to pursue HSCT. Is that right? Yes, it sounds very grand when you put it like that, but uh, yeah, we we started a, a charity with some like-minded individuals. In fact, most of our trustees have have actually had HSCT themselves. The reason that we started it was because, um, well, going back a little bit, my husband was diagnosed with MS in 2011 and he went downhill pretty rapidly. Mm. And so by 2014 2015 he was he was quite close to needing a wheelchair so he really had deteriorated uh, very very quickly he was around about 6.5 EDSS on the scale so we were just researching everything and anything that we possibly could and I, I expect like a lot of your listeners we tried everything from diet to supplements to uh, LDN, you name it, we, we tried it, uh, Tai Chi, all of the meditation, all of these different things, um, trying to find something that would, would help. And although they all sort of had benefits in, in their own way, none of those things actually stopped him from progressing. Right. right. And it was around about that time that I came across uh, HSCT on the internet doing a lot of reading and thought, well, what, what is this? What's all this about? And the more that I read, the more I thought, gosh, this, this must be the answer. And at the time, that was a very little known, little heard of treatment in the UK. And so we really lobbied our doctors, our neurologists and so on to try and get a chance for James to have this treatment. Uh, and as most patients find with their neurologists, uh, mm. they, they really tried to dissuade us from going down that road uh, by telling us that you know, this is a treatment that we, we wouldn't recommend unless you only had six months to live. You know, we have a lot of friends who told us that they were told if you have this treatment, you'll come back in a box, things like yeah. that, that were yeah. just ludicrous. Yeah. And we didn't give up. So we, <clears throat> we continued to 
find the right specialists, speak to hematologists, talk to people that had had the treatment, keep researching it, finding what new research was out there that would sort of support our case. And James was initially rejected to have the treatment in the UK. So we signed... Sorry? At the Sheffield Centre, right? Oh gosh, Sheffield wouldn't even entertain us. They they wouldn't even look at them because at that point they decided that James was secondary progressive. Mm. And so in Sheffield, no, they were just treating relapsing remitting as part of the BERT trials. Right. And so we applied to London, which was uh, offering uh, HSCT uh, to those that knew about it and to a very small number of people that, that knew about it, but not as part of the trials, just as part of a, a treatment that that was available. Mm -hmm. So we applied for that and were rejected because he didn't have active lesions. Uh, We then sent them a lot of research about hidden inflammation, which is very prevalent in progressive MS. uh, To to support that, we sent them information stating that this was a treatment that had helped many people with progressive MS. And we really just chipped and chipped away at them, I think, until they were fed up of us. And at that point, they they agreed and they they let him have it. Uh, What was very interesting for us with the timing was that the same week that he was accepted by the panel to to have HSCT, the BBC aired a panorama programme, which is is a a show that goes back many years in the UK. It's watched by a, a very large audience, which was called Can You Stop My MS? And so, as you can imagine, that 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 program dealt with HSCT, and the the floodgates opened. And so, after that show, everybody wanted HSCT. They wanted to know more about it, and so they tightened up the criteria quite considerably. So, we're fairly confident that if James was to apply now on the NHS, he wouldn't get it because there are far better candidates who now know about it. Mm. So, we were very, very, very lucky to sort of sneak in by the skin of our teeth really before it's exploded. That's such a powerful mindset and approach to take with, even though it was a struggle, right? Mm. For you, finding the gratitude and the opportunity is such an important part of the mindset. Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, you, I think you have to, and, and that's something I think that we found with the HSCT community in general, that, that I would say the vast majority of people do have that very positive mindset, yeah. and they yeah. appreciate that HSCT isn't necessarily going to be a cure, but yeah. it, they stand a very good chance of halting their progression and, and not not getting any worse so for for my husband that's meant that his edss is still the same he still walks with the stick he can't walk very far he still has a high level of disability but he has not progressed at all and we're sure he would have been in a wheelchair had it not been for hsct by now there's there's no question we're sort of two and a half years on and as i said he was going downhill so so rapidly Uh, he's seen a lot of um improvements in the way that he is his cognitive function has improved enormously his, his stamina and uh, the, his fatigue has, has virtually gone unless he's overdoing it which he does very often sure. uh, and, uh, his, his balance has improved he, he's uh, he's seen a lot of of improvements and it's it's completely changed our lives there's no question about it and so that was how aims came about because we felt so lucky that we'd managed to sort of sneak in and he'd got this this treatment, which has been life-changing. 
Um, we were expecting that we were going to have to fundraise and we started to fundraise. We thought we were going to have to go to Mexico or to, to Russia for him to have the treatment. And then he was finally accepted. So the money that we raised, we, we offered to give it back to people. A lot of people said, put it to a good cause. We were able to use some of it for our expenses because there were still quite a lot of expenses involved for us, even for him to have the treatment free on the, the NHS. But we were able to use a proportion of the money to to start this this charity which is is really close to our hearts and the idea is to to support people that are looking into hsct because it is a very personal thing it's not necessarily something that that is for everybody but there's a lot of information from the medical profession and so we wanted to dispel the myths we wanted to support people and answer the questions because we've been through it we've got an understanding and, and the knowledge of that and we also wanted to be able to support people financially in the UK that were accepted to have this treatment, whether in the UK or whether they were going to one of the two overseas facilities that we currently support, which is the hospital in, in Russia and uh, the, the hospital in, in Mexico. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's been a real labour of love. It was in the pipeline for a couple of years, really, almost as soon as he finished treatment, we said, let's let's get this off the ground. And so we got accredited charity status in the UK in April. And um, and that's where we are. So, yeah, so you've seen the um, you've seen a lot of the information about the the launch do that we had. The media promotions that you put out there were so phenomenal and just eye catching. It's it's amazing how slow the research community and the medical community is to really be yes. on board with this. Yeah. Because it is life changing. It and it really is, yeah. Something that, as you mentioned, can be a personal decision, particularly for those who don't have such an aggressive experience with MS. Mm. Like your husband James, I was diagnosed in actually 2010 mm. and progressed very rapidly. Yes. Um, found HSCT to absolutely halt and even address some of those symptoms that are yes. almost invisible and reverse those in a way, or at least it's incredible. Listen, those are a bonus. Those those reversals and the improvement in symptoms people have to be aware that they might not get that but to for for you to have improvements in these symptoms that are affecting your quality of life on a daily basis is just incredible it's like a, a second chance we we've often said that if we had won the lottery it couldn't be a better feeling than yeah. than what we we got with this and what we've got from this absolutely it feels like a, a new birthday right yeah new chance at life. Thank you for sharing that. And even his experience with all of it. So as you started this charity and prepared for the launch, I saw that you featured Dr. Federenko and Dr. Ruiz from both clinics in Mexico and Russia. Were there uh, supports or involvement from any of the clinics in the UK? Yes, very much so. Um, my husband's uh, hematologist, Dr. Kazmi, is a wonderful man and he really is a pioneer of HSCT in the UK. Uh, he's, he's the best of the best. And so his team from London Bridge Hospital were at the launch event as well, along with Dr. Fedorenko and uh, Clinica Ruiz. So it was it really was just unbelievable that we had so many um, key players in in HSCT there there at our launch. But it just shows 
what a, a need there is for a charity like ours to, to have that kind of phenomenal support at the very beginning of, of, uh, of a charity is just unheard of. It's phenomenal. Really, it is. Kudos to you and your team and everyone um, helping to make this happen. And your board of trustees, I'm sure, must feel very uh, excited to be involved with such a, such a meaningful endeavor. Yeah, very much so. And I think that the the shared experience really, really helps. I mean, we have um, one of our trustees, Becky, she uh, has also had HSCT, but there were quite a number of obstacles for her before she was she was able to access it. So she's got a huge amount of information that, that she can share with people who are going through similar things. Uh, Mark, an, another one of our trustees, also has had HSCT, so he brings that valuable experience as well. Uh, we have Christy, who's also had HSCT. So it's just, it's myself and uh, Paddy is another one of our trustees who are, are the two that are the odd ones out who haven't had it. But watching our partners go through what they've gone through, it, it just makes us really passionate about it. Absolutely. So I'm curious, why was it important for you to participate in today's podcast? Uh, because I think any opportunity where we can share the, the work that we're doing and also get the information about HSCT out there is really important. As I said to you earlier, there are so many misconceptions about HSCT mm. and um, things that are printed that are, are untrue that we feel kind of that we're on a mission really to, to help to dispel those misconceptions so any opportunity where where we can talk to somebody to to help to do that it has to be a good thing absolutely i agree with you wholeheartedly and it's big goals of this podcast right is yes to help clarify some of the messaging out there yeah and bring to That's light really important what you're doing definitely well thank you and thank you for being a part of this and and trying to replicate these efforts uh, regularly <laughs> through your charity is just it's phenomenal work and it's hard work and it's something to be recognized and lifted up in the world because as I said when I first heard that you were starting this I thought what a phenomenal idea and I would love to be involved somehow in helping great no I mean we're always on the lookout for people being involved I mean we are we're at the very start of of our journey we we are um, a, a new charity, but we would all love to see this spread and, and go further. And it would be great to be able to be sharing this message across the world. Well, yeah, until HSCT can become a standard of care for autoimmune yeah. disease, I think it's necessary to continue getting the word out there that this can be a life-changing, positive yes. experience for people that really isn't as scary as the uninformed tend to make it right. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think for, for us, a big part of our message is, is self-advocacy because mm. there are a lot of people out there who, who don't have the tools or the confidence maybe to speak up for themselves and right. to contradict a, a doctor. And so we're hoping that that is, that's where we, we come in. I mean, the, the, the name behind AIMS, it, it is autoimmune and multiple sclerosis, but obviously that, that acronym, um, we want we want people to be able to take control um, and, and advocate for themselves despite the autoimmune disease right absolutely yes and you know we're, we're helped to we're here to help with that process we we want to be able to support people that maybe wouldn't otherwise do this because it, it can be life-changing 
Absolutely. Everybody deserves that. No, nobody, nobody deserves what MS inflicts on you. And to, to be able to stop that, we need to spread that message because we're seeing all the time, no, there isn't a way to do that. You can slow the progression down. And we know that it's just not the case. Right. With real experience. Actually. Yes, exactly. And, exactly. Yeah, there are too many people suffering with autoimmune disease. There are. It's unnecessary. Mm. Have there been any tough decisions in trying to initiate this charity or get people to buy in with promoting your work? Um, surprisingly not. No, I mean, those, um, those, those targets that we, we really sort of wanted on board with us and we wanted the support from, as I said, you know, the hospitals in, in the UK and the support from the, the two major hospitals overseas as well has just been phenomenal. We've really been blown away but it's because they really care as well. It's not, it's not a question of the money. This is about helping people and stopping their disease. So we've, we've had a lot of support from, from them. I think the neurological profession is a tougher nut to crack uh, because obviously HSCT is not a neurologist's speciality. Right. It's a hematologist's mm-hmm. specialism. And so what we find quite a lot is is that we're, we're talking to people who's neurologists have given them the wrong information or don't want to discuss HSCT because I don't know they don't know enough about it or because they don't like being challenged mm. whatever it is so I, I think that is that's a huge part of it is um is is helping people to sort of get over what they've they might have initially been told because you automatically trust your doctor don't you right you want to you want yeah. to. you really want to believe that your doctor has your best interest in mind right mm. um, and i believe that many of them do and for those that yes. are not educated well enough about hsct it's just unfortunate that sometimes the wrong message gets out there yes definitely or, but you know this isn't we're not just surmising that this is the case we've actually right. seen this in action because we've been to uh, international uh, HSCT symposiums for neurologists and hematologists to attend and they're, they're really sort of um, uh, briefing them on the latest research and so on and we've seen neurologists stand up at those uh, events and say look what are we supposed to do our patients are now coming to us in droves and they want to have this treatment but we really don't know enough about it because it's not our specialism and maybe we come across it at conferences every now and again but you know what are we supposed to tell them we don't know about it and and that makes me quite cross really because they are the gatekeepers of our health and of our well-being and really i feel that it is their duty uh, to, for for to inform themselves and to educate themselves and to continue with that professional development where they they're finding as much out about hsct as they possibly can even though it isn't their speciality because they owe that to the patients well, it speaks to the value for integrative medicine, right? It really does, doesn't it? And I think that is what we're starting to see now. Yes. I think it is the trend moving forward and so important because yeah. every individual treated is so unique, right? Yes. We are all so unique in our journey and our experience and mm. the blanket prescription <laughs> doesn't work for everybody. Yes, yes. Certainly. Well, I mean, as, as you, you say on, on your group and you talk about the snowflakes and we know it's because... Yes everybody is unique that's it you can't just treat everybody in the same way you have to look at them as individuals I mean even the EDSS scale really is not 
completely fit for purpose because it doesn't take into account the, the quality of life and people's individual symptoms. Absolutely agree. Um, mm. Well, and it's such a subjective take. And I don't know about your husband, but certainly where I am, when the weather fluctuates or there's a drop yeah. in barometric pressure, yes, impacts me even a day or two before. I yes, yes, the weather has not changed yet, but my yeah, body is that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And one of the resources that we've developed, which has been adopted uh, by quite a lot of patients, we um, we developed a, a symptom checker. So prior to James having HSCT, we made a list of all of his symptoms that were MS related. And there must have been, I don't know, maybe 25, something like that on the list. And we graded them out of 10. Uh, to determine how severe we felt they were and how much of an impact they had on on his life so that it was a very personal list. And then what we did after the treatment, every month we returned to that list and we regraded those symptoms. And by the time we got to 12 months, it had really sort of evened itself out. And I think every single element on that list, other than his uh, foot drop, which is still the same, and that really sort of feeds into his disability, every single symptom on that list had improved with HSCT. So people now take that list and they adapt it to their own needs so that they put in their symptoms and they track it. And I think it's a a really positive way of seeing how far you've come because sometimes those you kind of maybe miss the small wins that the HSCT can give you. Absolutely. It's hard to keep track of everything. Yeah. Every day you wake up wondering, well, what will today bring? That is so true. Yes. I mean, before James had HSCT, we were literally, it was, it was, as you say, it was what will today bring. It felt like there were new symptoms every week. And that isn't an exaggeration. I think, you know, yourself, when you're progressing really quickly, it, it is almost at that, that scale. And when he had HSCT, it was almost as if somebody had pressed a rewind button. And Mm. instead, what we were getting was weekly improvements. And even now, two and a half years on, he's still saying to me, well, this is improved and I can do this now, which I couldn't do before. You know, it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) That is so, so wonderful. So how do we connect individuals with your organization to learn more about how to be considered as someone eligible for your support and resources okay so at the moment we can only help uk residents financially and we really help with uh, travel expenses that's that's sort of the that's what's in our constitution at the moment and we are a small charity so we have to start um small you know we've got to take small steps so uk uh, residents will be eligible to complete an application form for a grant when they have been accepted by one of our um, one of the HSCT facilities sure, that sure. we support. Now, at the moment, we are in the process of drafting the criteria for that. And when our website launches, we anticipate that there will be a form that can be downloaded for that. We will also be sharing resources, information, ideas for fundraising, um, case studies. Uh, literature about HSCT, latest research, all of that kind of thing, that will also be on the website. And obviously those resources will be available to anyone and everyone wherever they are. So for the time being, the best way to connect with us is on Facebook. And so if you search AIMS, 
Uh, we have a group and we have a page. People can join either or both of those. And you will recognize us because of the symbol for AIMS, which is the iris, which represents new life and new starts and so on. And so you'll, you'll see the, the, the flower, the yellow and purple flower. Uh, so you'll know that you've got the right, the right people. And we will be sure to link to AIMS. Great. Through our show notes. I'm happy to support that. And knowing that you are a new initiative getting started certainly mm -hmm. finding patients um, is key through the process but knowing yes. that you're out there to support anyone on their journey definitely providing resources people we really do it's you know it's it, it, it's really a bit of a vocation i think for for all of us because we know what people with with these diseases are, are going through and we want to to help so we're we're always there and always happy to hear from people the family keeps growing, doesn't it? It really does. Yes. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's good to be connected with you for sure. Yes. And you, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. It really is. Well, it's just so great to connect because, you know, you see these snippets online and mm. they're such small snippets, um, small pieces of the puzzle and of the story and the yes. narrative. Yes. And you do need to put it all together, don't you really, to to get a, a true picture. And that's why the self-advocacy is, is so important. So, important. so that's what we really want to enable in people is that that ability to to self-advocate. Because it's hard to know what questions to ask. And do you know it, it, to be frustrated or feel shut down when doctors yeah. tell you mm. yeah it it really is i mean we have um, we're also connected to the the uk hsct group for multiple sclerosis and autoimmune that's open again to to uk residents it's kind of a um a a sister group to the the main HSCT group, which has over 12,000 members in it now. Um, so there's an awful lot of support in that group. There's there's a lot of information. And, you know, I know admins in that group who are they're, the time that they give up supporting people and answering the questions. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's amazing. It, it really is. Um, Mindy Watt, who is uh, one of the the founders of of that group? I've even known her to take time to to go to appointments uh, with prospective HSCT patients, talk to their doctors with them, so that she can ask the right questions for them. Which is, you know, that's an amazing way to to give up your time to help. But they've all been through it, so that's why they're passionate about it because they don't want people to to uh, be in the position where they're just deteriorating. Right. Well, yeah. Again, no one deserves to suffer in life. No. Um, no, and there's no need. To, no need. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if this, if your charity even someday or others could grow to have staff on board to serve in the role of an advocate? It would be great. I mean, our, our chairman sums it up very succinctly, I think. And he says, you know, for me, the, the true aim is to get to the point where we are no longer needed. And I thought, it doesn't that sum it up well? You know, it's not, it's not about what can we get out of this. It's about making that point and, and getting to the point where this is an option for, for any patient that wants it. A standard of care and something mm -hmm. that isn't so feared. Yes, and yes, yes. And, and yeah, that's true leadership, right? Yes. Um, so brilliant for him to say so and yeah. gets at that, the heart behind all of this. Definitely, definitely. The organization is striving for. So what might you offer as advice to someone who is 
curious to know more about HSCT and who might be receiving that negative message from their doctor. Well, funnily enough, and this is, it, it, it sounds a very strange thing to say because it isn't the first place that you would necessarily expect to go to to, to get accurate information. Obviously, there is, there is a lot of research out there, so I would be looking at published medical papers, and there, there's a lot which will support HSCT. But I would really be looking at these groups on Facebook. So you, you've got whichever uh, facility it is that you want to go to, they have... Uh, pages for for their um, the, the, those particular countries, so you can speak to people who have had the treatment. You can ask questions that that you might have about the Mexico facility, about what happens at Clinica Ruiz. You can ask you know what's happening in the, in Russia. How how does that work? What's the protocol and so on. You can get that information there, but there's a there's just a huge amount of of accurate information, and I think that is the key in those groups. So when somebody first says to us, well, what is this? I want to look into it. That is the first place that we point them towards because that is where the accurate information is. You know, you go to some other charity websites that will remain nameless. You know, mm. you're not necessarily getting the accurate up-to-date information. You know, there's one particular charity that had a stem cell week a few months ago. And the information that they were putting on social media, it was just, it wasn't accurate. I think they put three different mortality rates across the space of the week for HSCT, you know. And so we're we're going in and we are correcting that kind of information as well. So if you want the facts, research, research, research. I think there's never any substitute for that. You want to make sure that it's it's the right peer-reviewed research but get into these groups start connecting with people and asking questions because that is where you will learn the most yeah connecting with individuals that have been definitely CT, and that's part of my goal with this podcast right yes i think it's great it's a brilliant way to connect people share those story more of the story because again even on social media in those groups it is a great place to start and a great way to find connections but it's until Mm -hmm. you can have those conversations with others that yes are more expansive Um, yes yeah you know it's interesting we've made friends for life through um james well through through ms but also through hsct and people that we would never have met had it not been for these things so there is always a positive to to be taken out of a a negative situation and we are so grateful for the people that have come into our lives through what we've we've been through family just keeps growing right it really does and it is a family there's no there's no way around it it really you do become family so thank you for sharing more details about finding out more and people Mm -hmm. that are curious about pursuing hsct so how about people like the veterans, people who are home from HSCT, would they also be able to come to you for resources or support? Yeah, very much so. Because obviously, if people are, are having treatment overseas, coming back is a is a different story. I mean, the, the centres that we support do provide a lot of very good aftercare and and there is that support there anyway but there are people asking questions about diet and um, uh, hygiene and how to sort of live their lives in the the months after HSCT so we have a group which focuses on neutropenic a neutropenic diet there's a there's a group that's connected to to us as well um again we will have resources on on our website to support people with that but 
again the the best the best tool of all is the community because when people go in and ask a question is this normal i'm finding this usually somebody will have already been through that so there's, there's always a lot of good advice and and support there for people the feedback that you get just different experiences mm. helps you realize you're not alone yes <laughs> this is normal um yeah. And maybe it's not exactly the same, but even if it's somewhat familiar or a similar experience, you feel better in knowing that you're on the path to healing. Yes. Yes. And just as MS is a different experience for everybody, the, the recovery process is as well. I mean, there are certain, certain things that, that are going to be the same for everybody, but everybody reacts differently. You know, I know, um, I know a guy who was back at work within two months of, of having the treatment, which was astonishing. Well, oh. others will need a, a little longer than that to, to recover. It, it's, it's going to be a different path for everybody, but there's, there, there's no sort of set path for that. No, very much a roller coaster. Very much. Yes. Yes. We always talk about the roller coaster, don't we? Yeah, and almost like the snowstorm, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it can be a longer process for, for some than for others and that's the thing patience is is really important I think isn't it oh so important well and just your dedication to all of this is so inspiring and re- truly phenomenal I'm sitting here reflecting on the fact that you yourself are not even a recipient of HSCT and that you have found this passion through mm-hmm. The love and care for your husband, which is phenomenal. And I'm just curious to know what you're doing to take care of yourself. As a- <laughs> That's a good right? question. I mean- Probably not enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm very lucky in that as, as well as um, the charity, I work full time for another charity, which I'm also very, very passionate about. It's nothing to do with anything medical. It's, um, it's, it's an educational charity. And so I I love my job. I I get involved in things that I really enjoy. We make sure that when we have downtime, we make the most of it. I think that's, that's probably a really big difference since HSCT is that we, we seize the day more. We, we say, this is something that we want to do. Let's do it now, not tomorrow. That's a big life lesson that we've, we've learned from it. So um, I think doing the things that are meaningful to you and giving yourself that downtime as well is, is just as important. So we, we work hard, but we play hard as well. I just really appreciate your drive and dedication to the community and the possibility of supporting more people in their journey. We hope so. That's, that's what we want to do. That's what it's all about. It's beautiful. It's just such a beautiful dedication. And I, I really admire and appreciate your dedication to making this all happen for so many people, not even just in the UK, but worldwide, who might be listening or seeing your events and your media related to your charity. It's just tremendous work that you've put forth and effort to be commended and recognized and appreciated. Well, we're excited now because we we set some goals for ourselves when we started the charity, sort of what we wanted to achieve in the first year and so on. And there's still a lot to do. There's a huge amount that that we still need to do from an organisational and strategic point of of view. But what we wanted to achieve in the first year, we have achieved. And so that is going to allow us to start awarding grants in 2019. And so I think we're all really, really excited about that because we'll be able to make a a tangible difference to, to people getting this treatment. 
That is phenomenal because you launched in April. I know. You yeah. had year one goals and you've met them four months early. I know. I know. We've, we've definitely come a long way. And I think it's, we've surprised ourselves as well uh, uh, about how well it's been received. But we really involved the HSCT community from the very word go. If you go into our, uh, our AIMS group, and you scroll right down to the bottom, you will see the questions that we're asking right from sort of the name to the, the, um, to, to the way that the sort of charity that we wanted to be. So people have had an input from outside our charity from the word go. And I think that's been really, really important because we've produced something, hopefully, that, that is what the HSCT community wanted. Well, yeah, gaining that buy-in from the individuals yeah. to be served is so important. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's their charity. That's so wonderful. So what are next steps moving forward? Um, oh gosh, our next steps moving forward. Well, there, there will be, there'll be another event in 2019. So we have a trustees meeting to sort of talk about that um, a little bit. Obviously the fundraising is ongoing, but it's exciting because we're finding that um, we're getting donations all the time now on, on a daily basis. It's, it's very exciting that, that this is coming in. So we want to continue with that and, and grow what we've, we've already started. You know, it would be great in the future if we can um, change our constitution so that, that we're actually able to, to fund more than just the, um, the, the travel expenses. So we're, we're looking forward to, to seeing what next year brings. That's so exciting. And just getting the word out there and getting the buy-in from individuals yeah. who send in donations. Yeah. That's a huge part. Of- it is. It is enormous. We can't, can't do it without the donations. But it's, it's really great because we are, you know, we're still relatively small and, and compared to a lot of the, the charities that have been going for much, much longer than us. So to have achieved what we've achieved in, in the first year is nothing short of miraculous, really. But it's, it's great. There's, there's a need for it. And that's becoming clearer and clearer. There is such a need. And I believe, too, as soon as HSCT becomes that standard of care, Mm. the need will grow exponentially because suddenly more doctors will be informed and educated about providing the service. You'll see more and more clinics established across the world. And I think that time is just so, so close on the horizon. It's almost almost visible it is, it? yeah i mean i'm sort of looking back five years ago to when we were first reading about hsct and sort of first considering it as a as a possibility for for james and i do wonder where we'll be in another five years when we look back how far will we have come and how far will the um will medicine have, have come and that support and the buy-in from the the doctors um so yeah it's it's a very exciting time to be involved in what's happening and promoting the good word of HSCT. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Being on the journey of HSCT with your husband, is there anything that you're grateful for that has gone unspoken? Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's personal, but I would say that, our, that the journey has brought us closer together. I suppose mm-hmm. that in the times of um, times like this, people sort of go one way or another don't they it can it can break you or it can make you and I I do think it strengthened our relationship going through this together yeah that's very that's very personal 
perspective, isn't it, I suppose? Well, I definitely appreciate you sharing that. And I think that it is, can be such a challenging test. It really can. To your personal perseverance. Yeah. Not just with your own self, but then any relationship that you're part of. Yes. Yeah. And and we we've seen a lot of instances where it, it has it's broken relationships, um, which is very sad. But then I suppose if it, if it's not if that's not meant to be, then you need the opportunity to find what's right for you, don't you? Absolutely. Because ultimately you need to be whole within yourself. Yes. In order to be whole with others. Right? Yeah. And yeah. That's partly why I asked about what you're doing to take care of yourself, because you're so <laughs> dedicated your husband and this this vision with this new charity and your own work Um, yeah well we're certainly we are hoping to to bring in more people to to be part of the charity because we are a very small team at the moment there are there are six of us um and we're all very committed and dedicated to it but it it is very hard work and certainly at the end of the launch party i think we were on our knees um so it it, to to bring in more people more trustees more volunteers more people to sort of help us with with what we've started i think will be a big focus for us in the next year as well absolutely so if people are interested in volunteering and get in touch them. yes we would love to hear from you wherever you are in the world that that would be great yes yeah i suppose one thing that we would say to your listeners is if they uh, have, have listened to this podcast and been inspired by what we're doing and visited our pages and so on if they are active on social media themselves if they could tweet us because we're on we are on twitter as well if they could uh, could could tweet us and just sort of help us to to spread the word and get the name out there that would definitely be very helpful as well we'll add your uh handle to the show notes as well yeah great having that genuinely authentic just dedication yeah yeah it, it's it it's not right is it to I think to to benefit from this and and then keep it to yourself, it's altruistic, isn't it? It really oh, is. It's amazing every time. Every conversation I have, brilliant, is, is amazing. Oh, it's so good what you're doing. It, it really is, and we'll we will share what you're doing in our groups as well. Thank you so much for participating, learning more about Ames and all that you're doing in the UK to promote HSCT and helping individuals get access, at least travel access, to receive HSCT. It's inspiring. It's empowering. It's just beautiful what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving us a platform to to share what we're doing with, with you today. That's really kind. Well, you know, more people in the world. Um, deserve the opportunity to know and have access to resources at least yes. yeah and so your good work and my good work hopefully together yes. yeah um, we'll continue to do the yeah, good it's work. a strong community this one I think with with everything that people have gone through it just gives them that extra resilience somehow so we I think combined we're a force to be reckoned with aren't we beautiful to be a part of so thank you for being a part of the community and the family and all the best to your husband with continued healing thank you jen and to you as well thank you so much you're very welcome take good care we'll be in touch okay bye-bye Be sure to visit our website, hsctwarriorspodcast.com. 
where you can find notes from today's episode, submit ideas or feedback, and access the latest HSCT research and resources. Special thanks to musical genius Bill Allitzhauser for sharing his superpowers to create the soundtrack, edit, and produce the audio to make this podcast possible. You can find us both when you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Take a moment to leave a review because your feedback will help to develop even better episodes, and your ratings will help other people find the show. 